I'm Douglas Brush, and you're listening to Cybersecurity Interviews. Cybersecurity Interviews is the weekly podcast dedicated to digging into the minds of the influencers, thought leaders, and individuals who shape the cybersecurity industry. I discover what motivates them, explore their journey in cybersecurity, and discuss where they think the industry is going. The show lets listeners learn from the experts' stories and hear their opinions on what works and doesn't in cybersecurity. Welcome to Cybersecurity Interviews. It's back. After a long hiatus and a lot going on in my life, I am bringing back the podcast. In order to do so, I brought my good friend and colleague and data privacy and cybersecurity person of interest, Dan Ayala, to interview me. So over the next few episodes, we'll discuss where I've been in the past 18 months, what I'm doing now, and where I think this industry is going, and why I plan to leave it within the next seven years. Do you want to talk about the two projects that uh, you and I are working on together, one that we've done together and one that we've got in the hopper? First around hanging out your shingle as a, a building out of your own business uh, and the other around selling to CISOs. Yeah, it's funny. You know, it's, I, I almost forgot about the hang out your shingle. Until I was thinking about things I needed as I'm setting up this business. Like, holy crap, Dan, I have a whole list of this. We put it together and I found myself referencing it for myself. And then as I've seen more and more people in the marketplace now trying to start businesses, um, it became a really valuable thing. And this idea that kind of creating this, this repository of resources for people that want to get in this, because it, it, there's, it's not that, you know, again, when I started computer house calls, 94, 95, my advertising budget was limited. It was pay up front and then wait. Newspapers, radio, yellow pages, five, $10,000 and stuff. And I would have to wait six months to a year. They said, really, it's year two, you really see the results. And we want you to expand them and get a bigger ad placement. I'm like, I feel like I'm being sold a timeshare. What's going on? And it's just like this really like, where am I putting my money on and where's the results? And it really, it didn't, it didn't pay out. And then when I started the digital forensic group, it was insane to me that when I launched the website, within seconds, I was seeing or seconds, it's probably a little dramatic, but within hours, days, you know, I can see what AdWords were, were generating, what was driving traffic to the site, and I can track it to a sale. And for me, it was funny, you know, I was doing things like computer forensics. I say computer forensics because that's the terminology that we use. But I found out there was a unused AdWord that Google suggested that was uh, people had searched for, but nobody else was bidding on in the marketplace. PC forensics. Landed a bunch of work once I, I put that in as, as a driver. Because that's what the lawyers are thinking about. Just, hey, uh, you know, they would yell down the hallway, some partner. They don't understand. They're not going to say, I need a computer forensic expert witness under Rule 20. It's like, I need somebody who knows PCs. Give me a PC expert. And so right. they get PC forensics. And that, I had to think, oh, it's, it's I know your audience, know what they're thinking about. And so there's a lot of this that, that I think allowed me to shape and change this. And even as I was doing some of the community stuff, I built out a logo this this week for something I'm doing for the special masters. Um, I don't know, community, I guess is the best way of putting it. But it's around, um, you know, uh, uh, it's like basically creating a, a safe place for, for uh, special masters and stuff. And so there's going to be a website and um, 
it's called uh, in Latin, Nutrium Spatium, which is basically a neutral neutral territory. It's a place to meet and confer, but it's going to be resources similar to kind of what we do with Hangar Show, but a resource, a Slack channel where people can go and find other like-minded people that are having the same problem. Long story short is, yeah, what you and I do and what we try to do is build these community things. And I think what is important is as people start entering this, there's so many good things you can use now. It was really hard back in the day. It was actually more cultural. Now actually it's still expensive in a bad way if you do the wrong thing. It's all about order of operations, choosing what you do, when you do it, how you do it. And I take it for granted that I can go register a domain, whatever I want, edit the DNS records, point all this in and get basically had a presence up on the internet with a logo for all of about $70. But again, 23 years ago, that would have been a $30,000 project over a year. So we want to be able to show people that enablement, but also show, look, it's, it's very easy to get lost too, because now there's almost too many options. And so if through the hangar shingle work, it's just to be able to say, look, do these things. Here's your corporate structure. Here, here's what you need to worry about in the different, you know, whether it's a C corporation, S corporation, LLC, how are you going to structure your company? What's your exit? How to brand and market? How to do all these different things to get your business off the ground? And I think a lot of people that are either going to be solo entrepreneurs um, or build into some kind of other practice, and particularly as we see the marketplace changing, where I think over the next six months, as the economy recovers and all these people that lost jobs in the um, in the current marketplace, because it's very important for stockholders, VCs, and investors to make the best capital gains this year while they take the tax write-offs for the losses this year so they can pay the least amount of taxes and make the most amount of money uh, while everybody else loses their job and health care. So as the economy makes this amazing recovery in six months, which it will, people are going to be, I think, more uh, suspicious of going back to work for bigger companies and more companies are going to come out of this. And I want to be able to help these individuals that want to be entrepreneurs know what they're really getting into because I think a lot of people are kind of like have this this e-myth uh, or entrepreneurial myth that they can do. It. And it's like, yeah, you can, but there's a lot of business structure behind it. Here's some shortcuts. I hope they work for you. If they're not, get out, go work for someone. But, you know, it's this idea where we have this this, this community resource of things to help people get off the ground. Yeah, you can go uh, find it at smartlyremote.net. Uh, there's a video presentation as well as uh, other collateral to take a look at, which is really a lot of fun to do. It's two years old, but I think it's as, it's actually it's four it's three three years old now almost. Uh, but I think it's as fresh yeah. today as it was then. Let's talk a little bit about CISOs and selling to CISOs. Yeah, I think one of the challenges that I had, or I've always had, is that whatever org I was representing said, you know, as you talk to these CISOs, I need you to really say or push this. I'm like, cool, I'm not going to do that. Um, absolutely not. I'm going to talk to them because, again, one of the things that I, I kind of butted heads with folks was said, well, you know, you're not technical. It's like, yeah, but I, it's again, not my focus area right now. I can, I can do that. But really my area is, is, just, is the, the community, the collaboration, the friendships I've built in the CISO community. So I talked to them. We talked to CISOs too, Doug. I was like, you talk at them? Do you talk with them? There's a big difference. And they didn't get that. Well, you're not, you know, you're not really spreading our message. It's not about us. It's about them. Understand what their problems are. Understand the mentality of most CISOs. And how you sell to them is understanding their psyche, the problems, the things that they're they're going they're going through. And that's how you really do it is connecting with them on a human level. And most of the times I would get on these calls with CISOs or go meet them, you know, hour long prep meetings and I make sure we position this. I was like, no, I'm not going to do any of that. Nope. 
I already know what their problems are. Tell me what the name of the company. Okay, here's their problems after the call. How did you know that? I was like, because I've done 500 of these. Like I know, I've seen every cybersecurity program that exists. They're all the same. They're underfunded, understaffed. There's a lot that are good, don't get me wrong, but most people are not at the levels where they, they can or should be and they're scared. And I was like, that that fear that I'm never gonna get this done and it's overwhelming. It's because there's there's too many competing priorities. It's analysis paralysis. So what I go in and do is I say, look, here's the, here's the things that you need to do in this order. These build on each other. So they're not three different steps. There's three steps in a row. And in three to six months, we're going to get you here. And we're only going to do these things. And this is going to build out your program. And you know, the salespeople come like, that's amazing. And I was like, right. And did you see them actually add on to the products and services that we were selling? Like, yeah, but you didn't sell it. I go, exactly. I explained to them a path forward and how they should do it. Because I'm the expert. I'm sorry, I've seen three other programs today. They want to know from me, what are my peers doing? What would you do if you were in my sales? Like, Here's what I would do. Cool. What are some of the technologies that can support that? Ah, glad you asked. I have some of these. You shouldn't buy them all. I'll sell you one or two right now. But when you're ready, we'll build into some of these things like AI, ML, SOAR, whatever it is. But right now, you need to start with the basics about understanding your inventory, cleaning up your logging and aggregation, build out the right correlation rules. So you're detecting the threats that matter most to your business. I don't want you to turn all the thread and tell you. I want you to pick a couple use case scenarios that we're going to work on that are the highest risk of the business. Let's just focus on those. You can do that. Yep. Our technology can do that. We can help you do it. Great, then let's do that. And then we're moving along already. And then as we go, we kind of expand on this. And then we get into the greater things. And I think that's how you sell the CISOs is understanding where they're at, get them moving in the right direction. But don't like point to the top of the mountain and say, all right, go hike that. They're going to be like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to die on the way up. And they probably will. Get them to base camp one. Take them there. Sherpa them. Be there with them. And be a true business partner. And where the logo of the jersey who you're playing for at the time and they're going to trust you you build that trust they'll buy from you understand they have a lot of inertia in their lives and often it can be something as simple as understanding that you know some of the things that i've been able to help them out on is they were going to take out some products i was representing i was like i think you should we failed you we didn't do it the right job and the kind of look this did you just Say what I think is, and then the salespeople and product people, did you just say that? I'm like, yeah, we fucked up. We're sorry. Here's how we're going to do better. Oh, that's refreshing. Nobody ever says that. Thank you. Well, tell me more about that. And then I got them interested. And I was like, yeah, look, and here's, here's where we're making improvements. Here's how I was going to support you. And talking in on their terms, not about me, not about who I'm representing. What can be done better? And it's like, you know, often I'll say, look, you know, if you give us some time to make this right, I know you're going to have to go through a procurement process. Oh, my God. I've been on the phone with lawyers all day. They're taking me because I'm trying to go to this competitive product guy. Now that sucks, man. I've been there. What if we did this instead and we just give you more room in our product and we'll give you some more until you cut over to them? Knowing that they're never going to do it because it's inertia. It's a business. Inertia. I understand all their problems internally too. Again, understanding their friction points with inside the organization of signing a new vendor, making their job easier. They're less likely to displace you. So there's all these different things that you have to understand where they're coming from um, instead of pitching them all the time, this dumb idea of if you were in 30 seconds with an, in an elevator with a CISO, how would you sell them? I was like, I fucking wouldn't because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, what I would do is talk to them about, say, hey, how's your day going? I'm talking to them about anything else other than their job. And they're like, oh, cool, thanks. Oh, by the way, yeah, I know so-and-so and I might be inside, but then, you know, just get them talking about anything other than they're, they're already, they deal with their job every day. They don't want to talk about it. And this stupid idea when you go in and pitch a CISO and, and you're 
fucking cold email is, uh, as a CISO, are you worried about cybersecurity? Wow. No, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. Or the fear, uncertainty, and doubt of, or even the worst, the ambulance chasing. Oh, that's disgusting. I had somebody get fired over that. I was so happy. Um, Because they went over the CISO. When the CISO's in the middle of the house burning down, this is our opportunity. I was like, no, it's not. This is our opportunity to shut up and listen to their problems and be there as a shoulder to cry guy goes over the head of the CISO to the CIO who immediately gets the email, walks down the CISO's office, goes, what the fuck is this? Screams at the CISO, calls up the person and goes, what the fuck were you thinking? And then it's damage control for that. And I was like, just offensive action like that. And that's such a common thing in the industry. It's like, it's not that it's one guy, everybody does that. Yeah. It doesn't work. And this idea, again, why I'm done with this, because we keep doing the same things over and over again that don't work. Well, we've always done it this way. Yeah. Well, what's your, uh, what, is it working? It's working good enough. Could it be working better? Could it be working more efficiently? You just fired a bunch of people. You have less resources. What if you did things that were more effective and efficient without pissing people off for once? Because really what CISOs look for are just a few things. What consolidates business problems into one tool? That they have adoption after the sale. There's somebody exists with a true partnership and somebody looking out for them as a person and as in their job function. And honestly, they buy from people that have a great vision, a great team. And basically help them get to that strategic goals even faster. And that's, that's, that's it. Don't overcomplicate it. And if you get to a CISO, it's like, you know, you've done your research, you got to know them, you know, you can recon them, build with a relationship with them. They're likely going to hand you off. You don't have to keep bothering them after that. They're going to hand you off to their, their you know, hand of the king and, and, you know, king's landing speak. Um, and you're good. Just keep that person happy. You know, the, the best calls I've had are when, when the, the CISO says, I don't use your product. I haven't touched it in 10 years. All I know is you keep my people happy. We'll keep buying it. I have other things to worry about. And this like product people are like, CISOs don't touch the technology. I was like, no, they touch spreadsheets and they touch PowerPoint and they curse at them all day long. And then they go in their email box and the CEO says, again, just forwarding this from the New York Times. We need to report on this. It's like, they're not, they're not sitting down in a sock doing this work. That's, this doesn't exist, you know? So you really have to understand what their day-to-day looks like. Um, if you, you like these stories, if you like these stories, you're going to love the masterclass that Doug and I are putting together available soon. I had to stop Doug before he gives the whole class away. <laughs> oh no. Oh. The, these are teasers. You're like, these, I have all the tools or do you, or do you? Ooh, you Ex- yeah, exactly. So I'm real, funny, we're really a, excited to do this. I, with I, you. I, I, I'm sure you're, you're a fan of, of uh, Penn and Teller. Because obviously, of course, the same human being. yeah. So when they did their their book, their food food comedy book, there was this awesome thing that they did around like, and I thought it was brilliant. It was like I don't know, it was it was very early in the book, and it was like, it was like what you you want the most out of this book, skip to this page, and they put it in like right in the middle of the book, and we skip this page, and it was like, if you are at a restaurant. What you wanted, or if you're gonna if you're gonna pay with a credit card at a restaurant first, scrape off the barcode and then fill it in with a sharpie when you hand it over, they'll think it went through and they'll give it back. And then you you, you go to the, the first page that says, How many idiots read that then jumped ahead, thought they got what they needed out of this book, and have just totally to tank their credit card? And that's the thing, it's like, go ahead, use these couple of things I said. Let's see what happens when you try to run that credit card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotta read the whole book. 
Wonderful. Well, Doug, thank you for uh, joining me here on uh, cybersecurity interviews. Uh, Doug Brush of Excel thank Consulting. You, thank you for joining me, joining you for joining me. Yes, it's a little too meta. Um, yeah. <laughs> the usual host will be back again soon. <laughs> Until then. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'll, I'll get a little peek on that. Hold on before. I'm going to... You got me talking. You can't get me stopped. Like I said, people are like, hey, Doug, can we get you to talk at a conference? It's like, getting me talking is not the problem. It's shutting me up. Um, no, it was it was that, uh, you know, yeah, the next series of podcasts are going to be more episodic in that sense. I'm going to break them up in a little bit of things. The stuff on the data privacy stuff, doing special master stuff, the CISO stuff, and, and, and how some of the things are changing in the industry. So I'm going to do more series of things over the next couple of months. Wonderful. Well, I know I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hearing them. And uh, I'm sure the community is as well. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for having me have you. Thank, me. thank you for letting me have you, have me, have you, have me, have you. Yes. Yes, this is a scene straight out of Airplane. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you so much for joining us today on Cybersecurity Interviews. I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Please go to cybersecurityinterviews.com where you can find every episode, including show notes and links for each guest. There you can also find social media links and to sign up for new episode notifications. Thanks. We'll talk soon.